Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Invasion by Story Archives, the only Invasion podcast to be deplatformed and replatformed by Apple and Apple Podcasts. I'm your host, Mario Busto, alongside the other host, Zachary Newton. Welcome back. Zach, I think tonight with episode three, fireworks, as they call it. Yeah. The fireworks went off for Invasion because I think the season officially started tonight. This was the best episode so far of the season. Uh, back to the season one rhythm, the action, mm-hmm. the thrills, the mystery, we're back to it. I felt like last episode was not the invasion I grew to love. This was back to the invasion I know and hold dear to my heart. I agree. I was I was actually rather disappointed in the last episode, episode two of Invasion. This one has redeemed itself. Uh, and also, I'm I'm glad to see that we're not going to be so strict on the whole okay, this episode is going to be Mitsuki and Anisha. This episode is going to be Trevante, Casp, and the kids. Uh, I'm glad to see that we're kind of, you know, blurring the lines a little bit here. The only storyline that we didn't get is arguably the best storyline, Casper's. Uh, However, it it was good. It kept me entertained. I liked it. I really like seeing what's going on with this whole alien orb. Uh, or the blob, as we've we've called it in the first episode. I think I'll continue calling it the blob. The Bowie blob. Yeah. I think the fact that the, bo- the blob, the Bowie blob, is not as uh, black and white mm. as it seems. It's not a friendly blob, so to speak. Yeah. I think, in fact, there's moments where it's a little bit nefarious as it watches Mitsuki in this episode. And in fact, I think it's probably trying to hypnotize her at certain points to mind control her into not doing certain things um, as we get the aliens POV throughout the episode at various times. Um, little update for all of you out there. Uh, as you may have found out, if you are a diehard Story Archives listener out there, we were banned by Apple on YouTube or as a result of Apple's complaints against our channel on YouTube. We were taken down from YouTube, taken down from Apple Podcasts, Taken down about six or seven episodes on Spotify and even attacked our website on some of the images we had on there, which was just some of the press kit show art uh, that I guess went too far for their competitive liking. But um, who knows what the reasons were. We still haven't been given really official clarity or like documentation to say, hey, you did X, Y, and Z. We didn't like those two because that violates X, Y, and blah. Please change it. None of that. It was really just like, hey, we, we think it's this will flagged it. And if you change this, maybe you'll, I mean, who knows? I think Siri runs the show <laughs> at Apple and nobody really knows what the hell happened. But uh, it's like dealing with Empire, you know, in, in Foundation, if you're listening to that series, which by the way, we're releasing instant reactions and deep dives every Thursday or Friday and Sunday, respectively. So uh, yeah, we're back on Apple Podcasts as of today with a temporary cover art for our show until we uh, update it to something more formal. And Zach, I think we can go back to playing the show intro with the music. I I did seem to get some sort of response saying that the only thing that flagged us was our copyright, was our cover art for our show and potentially our show title. Um, But that was pretty much it. YouTube, they have been of no assistance to us there. I did put in another request. Uh, They've been of no assistance to help us any further, even though they said we can't help you with third-party platforms, which YouTube says we can't let you back on the platform until you deal with the third-party claimant, which is Apple in this case. So, 
pray for us folks as we continue to work towards resolving this matter until Apple makes us whole, until they put us back on YouTube, allow us to make things right over whatever we did wrong, and uh, and restore all six or seven of those episodes that they took down from Spotify. Yeah, so. that'd be great. Give us the chance to to update those, I guess, issues once we figure out what they actually are and we'll finally be good. But until then... Hey, at least we're back on Apple. Look, man, it's just weird and hypocritical on their part, in my opinion. And you know, I'm not going to... They have a show that competes with ours in Foundation. And, you know, David Goyer's doing a great job on the show. I love Jason Concepcion. Uh, Concepcion, he has a show called NBA Desktop on YouTube, which I love. Uh, it's hilarious. And uh, he has a Harry Potter podcast. Like, he's a good host. You know, I like the guy. But there are several podcasts out there that use Apple's cover art that are not banned. And there are several YouTubers out there who have many more views than we do who use actual recorded footage from the show. And unless they're getting Apple screeners, that means they're illegally recording it on there. And they're not getting cracked down on the way we got cracked down on. So it's hypocritical. And it does bring into question why they did it. And uh, I did ask for a reason. We'll see if they give it. But nonetheless, it's, it's quite frankly, it's bullshit considering we remarket their shows three days a week on, you know, Invasion Foundation. And by the way, I started another great show on Apple TV Plus today called uh, Drops of God or Drops from God. Mm. Fantastic. That's why I started Invasion so late is because I got wrapped up in this show. Ah, it's see. a uh, French-Japanese show. Uh, the premise quickly out there for everyone listening is a girl who has a very rocky relationship with her father finds out that she's inheriting his private collection of wine, which is the largest private collection and most valuable private collection of in the world mm. it's worth 148 million dollars but the kick is that she has to do this competition against someone who's also possibly inheriting it where she has to pretty much do a taste test in some sense and so it's i'm like 30 minutes in i was, I was about to say let's record let's record in the morning but uh <laughs> it's a damn it's a damn good show and see that's the kind of stuff we do for apple you know like we we've gotten numerous viewers out there who said the only reason i'm watching invasion the only reason i'm watching foundation it's because you guys recommended it. And whatever, that those numbers may be small to a you know, three trillion dollar company, but we do our part and we make content and we like their shows. So yeah. the least they could do is have some sort of human element to it and not just flag us and scrape us from the web. Like for God's sake. Anyways, yeah. let's get into invasion. Well, Any thoughts you want to give us? Uh, yeah, I was I was just tiring. gonna say last thing before we before we get right into the uh the show here, you know, kind of going in line with, with your comment. First of all, I'll have to take a look at the show that you're mentioning. I actually did go and watch Oppenheimer on this holiday weekend, Ooh, and it was right. it was great. Um, but I've also got to shout out the trailer for Napoleon that I saw when I was there, and it looked pretty good, man. Like it does. Wow, yeah. I I'm excited to watch that. He doesn't talk much in the trailer, Joaquin Phoenix uh, in Napoleon. Um, I mean, look, Apple's killing it. You know, they also. You know, yes, they pissed us off this last week, but there's no <laughs> doubt they're they're putting out the best content out there. You know, it is what it is. You know, it could be a love hate relationship. You know, Apple. You know, you want to be family with us. You know, love and hate family every once in a while. You know, but you get through it and you continue watching their shows, right? Absolutely. Um, Invasion's doing good, number two in the rankings. They're right behind Ted Lasso, and um, that's good for them. They're getting more traction, in my opinion, than Foundation is in terms of. But I, I also think a story like this has more wide appeal. Absolutely. To the everyday, to the everyday viewer, than foundation does. Where you gotta, first and foremost, the foundation story 
is over a thousand year timeline. So you really have to be invested. And I hope that they ground, you know, ground us in that world more so that we can get attached to those characters and not move on from them every single season. So, but we'll see. Yeah. This is definitely an easier show to get into. They've got some other shows coming out this year that we can announce later on that we want to take on, but there's one in particular that's really caught my attention. I don't want to announce it now, uh, but it should be releasing around November or December and it will be a fun podcast to to do. Um, yeah, for sure. All right. All right. Let's get into it. The Blob. The Bowie Blob because it played... Um, what's the name of that Bowie song? Space Odyssey? What is it? I it's think it's Space, Space Odyssey. Odyssey, isn't it? Is it? I Ground control to Major Tom, right? Like that's the yeah. that's the line. You can do a quick search on that, and it's, um, it's like one of my favorite songs ever. But for some reason, I'm blanking on the name at the moment. I think it is Space Odyssey. It's Space Odyssey. Um, Mitsuki once again proves to be the most capable scientist in the world. She has managed to decode what they thought. I mean, these humans in this show are the most naive humans. I mean, t- that I've ever seen, personally. I mean, they're, they're always underestimating the strength of the aliens. So, at one point in the show, Mitsuki goes out, and they kind of just throw it as an aside out there. They're like, oh, yeah, this, this alien's been letting out this same signal. <laughs> you know, uh, it does it. We can't predict when it does it. Sometimes it's months. Sometimes it's weeks. You know, sometimes it's hours. Sometimes it's days. Um, man, you know, it's the same signal every time. We, we, we stop paying attention to it. That's if that's the only thing you guys got is that yeah. damn pattern of that signal, and Mitsuki's able to crack it like in thirty minutes. The fact that it's not the last dying breath of a dying alien organism—it's a distress signal to the mothership. Which, how far is this mothership, and how do these alien ships not know that there's a downed ship? Why have reinforcements not been sent to Brazil? Why are they in the random British Columbian forest? You know, attacking some random family in the woods. Why are they not? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These aliens are dumb as hell from having traversed the entire galaxy. And, you know, yeah. give me a break. Maybe they just don't care. They've got more things, you know, on their mind, like uh, terraforming the planet and stuff like that. Uh, I can't I can't read these <laughs> aliens. I can't. I, I don't understand them. Hey, well, I, I, everybody on Earth can't unless you're Mitsuki, which is kind of crazy, which is, you know... Like I get, I get wanting to play her up as the genius, and you know I love seeing it. But I feel like there was just such a gap here with all of these intelligent people, and you know not being able to make any headway whatsoever, disregarding to your point, the only bit of I guess information really that you have is this signal that's being transmitted, and it takes her I'm, a day here. I'm not gonna lie, Zach. I kind of feel like that is a real situation. How many times do you work in a workplace where everyone is just a hive mind? Everyone's thinking the same exact thing and nobody wants to like think outside of the box for a solution, right? I'm watching Ballers today, the show that uh, is on Netflix. I just finished it. Uh, it's kind of like the heir apparent to Entourage, which okay. is a famous show on HBO, followed Vinny Chase and his journeys as an actor in Hollywood, a uh, fictional character. But- Ballers is about Spencer Strasmore. He's a, a former NFL player played by The Rock. And uh, honestly, the show starts slow and I didn't care for it too much in season one, but I started to love it. Like the mo- like I started, we got into season two. I was like, all right, I'm in, I'm in. And he, there's a moment in the show, I don't want to spoil it for people because I think it's going to get much more viewership now on, on Netflix since it seems like Netflix has this deal with HBO where they're getting their licensing because- hmm. 
They just got um, that movie with Florence Pugh and Harry Styles, uh, Pretty Darlings or something like that, or oh. something like that. And that was an HBO exclusive, uh, Lee aired movie uh, when it was uh, when it launched in theaters. But, um, anyways, ballers. There's several moments where Spencer Strathmore is in these in these situations, and you have these huge old institutions that have only done things one way. And I think that's what it takes sometimes, man. I think there's a lot of bureaucracy and, and a lot of things in the world. And if you get one person and, and that can cut enough through the bullshit red tape, for similar to the bullshit red tape that we've had to deal with to get back on, <laughs> on Apple Podcasts and, and YouTube, uh, that it could be done very quickly the way we updated and fixed it within five minutes, you know, yeah. a- instead of just being robotic about it. But um, that's the last time I'm going to mention our our um, our thing with with Apple in this episode. But, sure, I, I will um, bet you five dollars it'll come up at some point in this episode. I won't. I won't be the one to bring it up because <laughs> I I do I do not like to um, to play the violin. But nonetheless, they whatever. Anyways, Mitsuki in this episode with the distress signal hacking it, and um, at one moment I thought the blob was in love with Mitsuki. I thought like her her beauty was going to save the human race because this blob she's going to have to take one for the team and. And get with the Bowie blob, you know, once nah, and for all. Nah, I was I was with you on what you said earlier <laughs> about it trying <laughs> trying to mind control her or something. I mean, it's clearly done something to all of these other what scientists, physicists, all of the like their brains. They're like they're just <laughs> they seem irreparably damaged from this uh, interaction they've had with the blob. Luckily, she's fine. And, you know what? You I, know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there is some little connection, and that that's maybe why she's fine. Maybe Hinata's in there somehow. <laughs> you know what I didn't like so much in this episode was mm-hmm. the fact that we pick up in this episode and we've definitely done a time skip forward where she this is not when she's when we watch this episode she's walking into the alien tank again mm-hmm. but we didn't see the end of the previous time we saw Mitsugi yeah we didn't get any pickup from there and I feel like I wanted to see that moment after she's literally listening to David Bowie with an alien species I wanted to see that moment where they have to rip her away from the tank, you know? Mm. And they kind of, eh, they took the easy way out on on hiding that one from the screen, I thought. Maybe they filmed it, who knows? But um, maybe it wasn't impactful. But Yeah, you never know. I mean, we'll probably see a little bit more of that whole storyline. And I guess, I don't know if we'll have David Bowie come back here, but... um, By the way, you were... um, To your point earlier about Mitsuki, you're you're like, I understand they're playing her up to be the genius. The one thing I did like in this episode was that when they go to the medical wing, you see that she wasn't the first call. Yes. Uh, you, you meet Oleg Verga, I think his, the guy's name. Uh, he was a, a Nobel Peace Prize winner uh, who won it for physics. So, she wasn't the first call, which we talked about in episode one. Like, okay, you're going to just go and drop a helicopter in the middle of Kyoto and, uh, and pick up Mitsuki? <laughs> like, come on. Uh, but no, it kind of makes sense now. Everybody else has lost their damn mind interacting with this blob because none of them have had a former lover consumed by it. Yeah. So, uh, she seems to have the competitive edge there at a, at a high price. They should have brought in J. Robert Oppenheimer. Yeah, I think he's dead. <laughs> hey, um, me, we don't, I don't know. Maybe this <laughs> happened a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to Anisha. Hers was kind of... You know, TLDR, synopsis on Anisha's storyline in this episode, mm-hmm. Clark, the cult leader, just won't stop giving Anisha the googly eyes. Luke, you know, he has his little girlfriend and Ryder here, and he's becoming a little bit uh, smitten by the cause of the 
anarchistic letter M movement, you know. Yeah. And Anisha just wants to get the hell out of there to a refugee camp, but it seems the only thing that this camp can't do is allow people to leave of their own volition, similar to other cults and other TV shows that we've seen. But um, I wrote side note on my end, can Clark finally be the one non-evil cult leader of any TV show I've, I've ever watched? I can't, as I was watching this show, I couldn't think of a single cultish leader who ever didn't uh, give in to their uh, evil hidden tendencies. Yeah, me neither. Though, I mean, I'm voting for him right now. Like, I, I kind of like him. Uh, he, he, he's so far, he's won me over a little bit. I just, I just hope I don't, you know, end up being the, uh, the gullible human being here that you've been charmed gets, gets eaten by the cannibal group or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you never, yep, exactly. you never know. <laughs> it's too late for you, buddy. Yeah. Well, you did, you, you did, know. you did call, though. I, I do think it was obvious. I was in agreement with you. You did, you did call from the first episode that Luke, uh, Lucas really, or is it Luke or Lucas? I guess it's the same Luke. thing. Luke, but he's he's Sam here. His fake name is Sam. Is in love with Ryder. I mean, I, you know, yeah. you see that from a mile away. Exactly. It was just and yeah, moving many, quick. Look, man, in this post-apocalyptic situation, slim pickings, buddy. That's true. Um, I mean, look at Trev. Like Trev should be doing whatever he needs to with Rosie over here, but um, we're gonna get to Trevante in a second. We're gonna get to Trev in a second because his storyline is. Is interesting to say the least. Um, Clark Kent over on the letter M movement. Mm -hmm. What do you think his deal is? Does he just have the hots for Anisha? What What is his obsession with keeping her there? I don't know. You know, I, I, I'm, I. Is it a sense of I know better than you do of what's out there, and no, you're better off here. I don't think it's that. I think he probably likes her. Uh. If if I had to guess on something, that would be it. Because I, from what I've seen so far, like he doesn't really seem like a bad guy. I mean, none of the cult leaders do at first. Zach. I know, I know. That's why I made my comment just a moment ago. I hope I, I hope I don't turn into that poor unfortunate soul. No, but none of them start. None of them sound evil at first until the beef stew starts to taste a little funny in the cafeteria. You know start what I mean? Laughing after you eat it. Yeah. Yeah. I, Larry uh... <laughs> and Larry from accounting is gone. Yeah. Nobody's seen him. You know. I I haven't seen anything too crazy. Like I'm some yellow flags for sure. A, a hard yeah. red flag. I don't I don't know if I've seen it just yet. I mean they are kind of in the middle of nowhere. I get it. It they do seem like a decent group, and I hope they remain a decent group and maybe make the first cult uh, collection we've seen in a post apocalyptic show not be evil. That would be awesome. Okay. But yeah. I, I, if if I had to guess his motives it would be because he he likes her though th there's one comment that he made in this episode that i'm a little 50 50 on and it's the comment that he makes to anisha uh, where he basically like questions do you ever let your guard down and i don't know if that was just like like you know him him kind of f in a friendly way poking fun at her or if that's kind of like a little revealing to uh to, to something that could happen later. Like maybe, maybe he's waiting for her guard to be let down so he could pull the wool over her eyes or, you know, whatever. And make this uh, cult-esque move as, as you're, you're expecting. Over under one episode. I say less than one episode before 
Mr. Clark goes for the kiss on Anisha. I think what's going to happen is this. You heard it here first. He had a limp in this episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, because he got hit by something. Yeah. Maybe by an alien. Uh, he was grabbing on Anisha's hand when he gave her the keys. He, he did a little bit of extra hand touching than he needed to to give her the keys. He could have just dropped them in her, in her palm. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to go open her hand. You know, he, he did what he did. All right. Anisha is a neglected woman. She hasn't had proper loving since Ahmed left, right? Yeah, and before that, before, because I was going to say before that, yeah. Ahmed, Ahmed was big, uh, busy with his dalliance with uh, Mandy, the, uh, the blonde cook, right? Yeah. And uh, I think what's going to happen is next episode, Anisha's going to be tending to his wounds. And a little bit of loving's going to go down. But I think okay. Anisha's going to push back and say, we can't. I have kids to think about. Nah, she she's not gonna say it like that. She's gonna yell it in this shrill sounding voice that she's, she's repeated say, multiple times in this episode. She's gonna Sarah! say Sarah's been gone. Luke. <laughs> Sarah's <laughs> got the worst luck ever, man. Yeah, yeah, not so good. You know, we, we should make a bet though on this whole group. Will okay. will they turn into the bad stereotypical cult that, that we always see, or will they not? My vote would be that they won't. So if you if you want to agree with me, fine. We'll pick a different bet. If you don't want to agree with me, this will be our first bet of the season, and I am prepared to write this down. And I think you're laughing because you know there is a chance that I might be right here. I think there's more than a chance you might be right, <laughs> and I don't want to take this bet, but the show wouldn't be fun if not. So I will take the lose. I will take the underdog bet at at plus six hundred right now. Okay, that the M group goes to shit. I'm not going to say that it goes evil. I'm going to say it goes to shit. Okay. Is that fair? Is that a fair counter bet? Uh, d- define define goes to shit just a little it, bit for it me. It falls here. apart. It falls apart completely at the seams. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, right. I'll, I'll take that. So it, it, right. it, it's right. basically destruction of the group versus it not being a cult. Okay. I, I could also parlay that into Ryder and Luke get together. And uh, Anisha and Clark have a little, have a little thing, briefly. It doesn't last, but it's brief. I can't bet against those two things because I'm in agreement with Luke and Ryder, okay. and I I can totally see it. I could totally see it between Anisha and and Clark. Do you think any uh anything on the love department develops between Rosie and Trevante? Not Clark? at all. No. No. I I mean, look, man. I think Trev's wife is a piece of work. I think he needs to move on, cut his losses. And, uh, dude, if, if my wife can't get past the fact that I, you know, I was serving, I was traumatized by the loss of my, by my, of my son, mm-hmm. you know, and it's very hard for a Navy SEAL to transition to civilian life. If my wife can't be compassionate enough with me in that department, even after aliens have invaded Earth, yeah. she may not be the one for me. You know what I'm Look, saying? I'm not, so, I'm not disagreeing with you there. Though. Rosie with the southern twang? I mean, go for the, it. The, the, twang, the twang is cute. I like it. It comes out myself every now and then. But um, I, I, I just don't think Trev is that kind of guy. Like, I feel like he's too focused on the mission. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. I do agree with you there. We'll see. It depends who went missing for Rosie. Was it her husband? Was it? It's a very good point. Know, was it? A, if it was a husband, game over. It ain't happening. If it was her brother, or her, it, I, it's not her son because she would be. She would be 
in shambles. She wouldn't be this composed. Uh, so it's not a child. It could be a family member. It could be, I don't know, who knows. But yeah, we'll get to the bottom of it. Because Trev, we get an interesting bit. And I didn't understand it at first until he said something about the star on uh, Jim Bell Tyson's badge. Which at first I was with Rosie. I was like, yeah, it's a star. The same as every other sheriff badge in, in the world. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, <laughs> wow. I couldn't think of that one on your own. But then I remembered that there were letters and numbers around mm-hmm. it and that he was able to piece it together. So then I was like, oh. But then the interesting part is, is that means similar to how Hinata has been communicating with Mitsuki, Jim Bell Tyson has been communicating with who knows what, Casper, I guess? Casper was reading these messages from Jim Bell Tyson because on the, the numbers around the badge in the drawing are all the disappearance dates of all these people on the board here, which by the way, one of those uh, missing posters looks like a famous actor from Walking Dead, but I don't know if it's the same guy. Okay. Might be. That would be funny if it was. Maybe there's, there's going to be a zombie apocalypse crossover here. Uh, I, that would be hilarious. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if uh, Jim Bell Tyson is talking to, to Casper so much as Casper's just getting visions from maybe the aliens around here that are doing these abductions, I, I guess we should call it. How do you feel about this whole situation where you have what could have been a really epic scene in that fight scene with the with the cult? I'm going to continue to call them a cult until they prove me otherwise. Okay. Um, and then all those aliens, the swarm of aliens that are climbing down the mountain, they all just fall apart when the nukes hit the ships again. I really hope we don't see that continue to play out over and over and over again. Uh, because it just it, it feels like a cheap easy way to get out of just this massive swarm of aliens coming your way it's a cheat code yeah and it, the, the scene was whatever to me like it, it wasn't it wasn't like amazing i wasn't offended by it or anything like that it was well, just it, it was what it was it was a it was a budget friendly way to to handle that whole aliens. scene yeah to handle that whole shot I do, I've always said this as we've covered this show, I hope the spider aliens are the scouts and that there are some sort of humanoid type aliens that are a bigger force here than these spiders who are only a threat as long as they're within cell phone reception of their mothership. When you say humanoid aliens, do you, do you I mean, mean like, self-sufficient or do you mean like I mean forming like, two, like two, in the body? Two-legged, like the bo- bodily form. I don't think form. we're going to see any of that. I, I, think, I think we're going to continue to have these like very liquid looking um, beings, though I do think that we're going to see different classes of them. I think, I think you are right in what we've seen so far have been the scouts. And I mean, we've already seen the ships right like there it's organic the the ships are organic there's something there like i i think we're going to get a little bit more of that there ain't no way we just got invaded by a couple of glasses of sentient water hey man there's just i mean if you can take any form you want move it with the speeds first and throw some blast waves out there first and foremost this alien creature that they have managed to confined to this room yeah in the ship in brazil yeah 
There's no way that that thing can't get out at whatever time it wants. That's what that I thing looks too, like. Man, that thing looks like it could blow up that little cubicle in two seconds if it wanted to. Yeah, it looks. It looks like you're looking at the inside of a nuclear bomb or something. Like I, I could imagine it would just like explode. You, you've seen the um, uh, not Harry Potter, but the what? What was it? The the movie that came out after that. The there's a lot of movies. Okay, like you know, the secrets of Dumbledore, like the one before oh, that one. But like, you meant the, like that... connected to the universe. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of it for the life. I never. Of me. I I only saw the first one of the man. It has a really fantastic piece. Yes, fantastic piece. Thank you. Okay, but so... I only saw the first one. I didn't see any of the others yet. Okay, I haven't seen those yet. That's that's fine. So if if you haven't seen them, well, I don't even think this is going to be a spoiler, really. Like there, there's this magical being. I'm not big on prequels, by the way. I'm just not. Uh, the I'm only not prequel either. that's They're never good. The let me tell you though, I felt that way. But the only two prequels I ever watched that I was like, damn, this is as good as the show. Yeah. Uh, Better Call Saul is is incredible. Is I don't really know how good. Vince Gilligan did it. It's just as good as Breaking Bad. And House of the Dragon is just as good as Game of Thrones, if not better. Like, it's damn good. I, I watched Anyways. the first episode of, of House of the Dragon. I liked it. Haven't yeah. gone farther than that just because of time. But anyways, there's this thing called an Obscurus. I hope I'm saying that right and thinking of the right thing. But basically, like, it's this unleashed magical force. And man, the, the thing just like can explode and contract and just like knock things over. It like causes mass destruction. Like that's kind of what I think of when I see the floating, uh, the floating blob here. Like I mm. feel like it could do whatever it wants. It could destroy anything really. I'm a little confused as to maybe, maybe what it is. Like I'm almost wondering like, is that really the alien? And these other things are just like things it, it controls with its mind. Or what? The other thing is, uh, unless I heard incorrectly, it's sending an SOS signal to a mothership. So this isn't even the mothership. Which is crazy. So there's still something even bigger out there. And is this is thing... the same thing that we saw, by the way, hovering over the ocean, over when Trev was How is that thing that Trev that? saw? But how is that thing that Trev saw not the mothership? I don't know, man. But that thing looks just like, I, I, I think it looks like what's fallen here in Brazil. What's that thing looks enormous, sky? bro. That thing looks enormous. It does. Also, I wouldn't have taken the bet if you told me Zach's going to be the guy saying Harry Potter fun facts on the show. I would never have taken that bet, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. And by the way, you run circles around me with those movies because I haven't seen... I think there's like three in that series, There's. Right? There, I do believe there's three. I will Grindelwald, say... The Crimes of Grimble? Crime, what is it called? Crimes, crimes of Grimble. Grindelwald. Something like that. It's, it's sent to... they canceled... They recast they Johnny Depp because canceled Johnny Depp because of the whole Amber Heard thing, and then they uncanceled them when they found out it was all bull. Yes, but but they had already filmed it with, um, uh, I'm I'm so fr- okay. You know the uh, the villain Jude Law. from Jude Law. Uh, Casino Royale, Mads Mikkelsen. Yes, he's a great actor. Yeah, he is a great actor. But they recast Grindelwald as Mads Mikkelsen. Shit, that's not bad though. Is it's not, not bad. bad. Like, I mean, he's he, one of my he's favorite great. actors ever. I'm just, I'm like, really, like, we're going to destroy the continuity here just, just because of, and anyways, yeah, I believe there's three. There's, you know, there's the it's initial funny. One, the one you mentioned in uh, Secrets of Dumbledore or something like that. It's it's funny or kind of ironic, the fact, I mean, first and foremost, he has a movie called uh, Drinking Buddies, I think that came out Mads. recently where, yeah, it's a b- bunch of like uh, middle-aged men who are having like kind of quarter, like not quarter life, uh, midlife crises. Mm-hmm. 
and they figure out like, hey, we always have such a good time when our blood oxygen levels like at, at a certain level. What if we just ran an active experiment and wrote a paper about it uh, where, where we keep our blood oxygen level at a certain height at all times? Pretty yeah. much they become out, they, they don't all, they don't become alcoholics, but they decide to become alcoholics for a brief period of time. It's like a dark <laughs> comedy. But uh, I, that's not the ironic part. The ironic part is he replaced Johnny Depp, who was falsely accused by a crazy woman. Uh, of I mean, if you have you heard the tapes of Amber Heard? Uh, that's her name. Right? I've listened to it. Yeah, Amber Heard. It's Am- Amber. Okay, stuff like her pooping in his bed, like crazy <laughs> stuff like that. There's a whole documentary now on Netflix if you want to watch. It. I haven't watched it, but I, I was keeping it. up with the case. And I mean, I thought like everyone else, you know, because unfortunately, like you're guilty until proven innocent. Um in this world, this public media world that we live in. Welcome to the new America. And uh, he's canceled, but Mads did a movie called The Hunt where he gets accused of something horrible and the whole town, because the accusation gets put out there, his life never recovers. And it's pretty, it's like, it's the irony of that. It's crazy. I think they they remade that into an American, there's like an American uh, version of that movie, but I haven't watched it. It's a purely in German, I believe. I'm okay with that. Maybe it's not in German. I don't think Mads is even German. Where is he from? Can we get a quick Mads Mikkelsen search? By uh, the way, he's... Yeah. Is he the best Bond villain? He's one of them. He's that's Danish. For sure. yeah, he's, he's Danish. Danish. His Casino Royale role ushering in Daniel Craig into it with the bloody eye, with the bloody tear as his tell was such a good... <laughs> uh, see, I always think of the scene when... Daniel Craig's ordering his drink and then everyone at the table is like, that sounds good. Make that too. <laughs> Buddy, I'll take one here. And he says, I'm here to play poker. <laughs> it's great. Great, great, great movies. Okay, back to Invasion. Go for it. Oh, you want me to go for it? Well, where are we picking up here? You brought us back. I did bring us back to our genius, uh, genius Kapoor. billionaire. Yeah, I, I always want to say Ram Kapoor, but that's like the holiday, isn't it? Anyways, we Yom see Kapoor. Yom Kapoor. <laughs> Yom no, Kapoor. You Thank wrong. you. Okay, you I, kn- I, I knew it was. Hey, it was close. It's like a letter off. Yeah. Okay, no, it took me a minute. That's why I got silent there for a second. All, all good. We get him interfacing with the. I got the president. Uh, the president of the world, yes. Yeah, the president of the world. We've all come together. Yeah. Basically, Mitsuki has figured out how to hack the alien ship and wants to use that as an opportunity to decloak. Well, to, to clar- clarify, she has found a way not to hack the ship, but to hack the signal, yes. the distress signal being sent out from the alien Bowie Blob. Yes. And uh, the plan is that this signal, they have hijacked it in a way that it can decloak the ships that are in the sky and they can take the opportunity to nuke them all into oblivion, which um, Kapoor here, our billionaire pal, who they do an intentional job of look, making look uh, Bond villain-esque here with some of his reactions to things. He does give a pretty compelling bit about Stalingrad and how that really changed the war, which it did. Stalingrad is really the changing of the tide in World War II, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he, there's a funny moment where he talks about the nukes in Japan and he goes to Mitsuki and he goes, apologies. <laughs> but it's like he has a dark humor to him, which, you know, 
he's both endearing, but at the same time, you think that this guy is going to probably go for a turn and like kill everybody in the world uh, in the WDC and, and take over. Which at certain points in this episode, I wrote I wrote a side note. I said, "What is this World Defense Coalition doing? Are they just waiting for this billionaire guy to give reports every 100%. few days?" Yeah, they're, they're, I don't think they're doing absolutely anything else. These are just the people who you have to get approval from, but they're not doing any of the work. Yeah. I feel, I mean, all of the military personnel that we've seen in the show, at least, at least in this season, they're not doing anything. I mean, the only thing I've seen the military do has been capture Anisha. Well, I'm going to say this. In In the event that an alien invasion occurs, a world defense coalition is absolutely needed because you need all of your militaries to work as one yeah. against this. So you would need something like this. You would only hope that unlike every other form of government that's ever existed in the world, that it would not become corrupt over time. So uh, it would. It will. As as yeah, of course, as as Lady President here, either her or someone else in her little defense coalition might hijack and try to become the world leader, or maybe our boy Kapoor after this very successful military uh, maneuver stages might group. have some. Yeah, he may have some extra clout now, considering he has his ability to coordinate all of this has resulted in the biggest. What seems to be massive win for the human side here. Yeah. Although I'm not so sure. Even with these ships being down, I'm not so sure that that's a win yet. I don't think it's a win. The, humans. the the note that I wrote was it felt like you're throwing a rock into a hornet's nest. Like I think things are about to get wild in the next episode or two. That's how I feel, man. There was there was like 50 of those massive transport ships by the way. Like at least it looked like it was 50 on whatever I saw on the map here. And we only took down yeah. like what 14. That's not good numbers, man. Well, you could just keep repeating this, couldn't you? Potentially, unless they catch on and scramble their also, signals or change it, things. Would a tactical nuke not have some sort of catastrophic Fallout effect in the atmosphere? Yeah. I I can only imagine. Uh, I haven't really looked that up. The, the only thing that I've ever heard was if you if you blow up a nuclear missile like just outside of the atmosphere, like I, I guess that, that's the fallout or whatever comes down to earth, but basically rains an EMP onto the, the area down below. And it would, wouldn't it also prevent like any sunlight from getting through for a while? I don't know. I'm, I'm not that familiar with it. I'm, I'm only repeating things I've heard, but had to have been years ago. So crazy. Yeah, crazy. it is crazy. Dangerous. Okay. R- rounding out Trev's storyline in this episode, Rosie after, Many, I mean, deflective attempts as everyone in the sheriff's department is super condescending towards her and her mm-hmm. efforts to to help out. Eventually and finally listens to Trev after he gives a an impassioned appeal to his notebook, his beloved notebook of Casper's who has the answers to why he is in Oklahoma in the first place. Which I wrote a side note here. Even though Rosie does give in to Trev, I have two notes of annoyance with Rosie. Yeah. This whole time, she is very um, apprehensive about letting this criminal, or this prisoner, not criminal, out of his pen, or of whatever you call this, his holding cell. But then she goes to stand in front of the wanted poster board. Mr. Cole does not have handcuffs on. With these wide bars that he could easily fit his arms through, maybe not the bars I'm looking at right now on screen, 
<laughs> and strangle her if he wanted to. Yeah. So I found that very stupid on her part of being someone who's been apprehensive all episode to turn your back to the guy who you are not convinced you should let out of this holding cell. Then, everyone in the sheriff's department seems the only reason they want her there is to fix the coffee machine. She complains about having left her job to find all of the missing people in the town. The one guy who gives her an answer about where the missing people are and what this could mean. And she remains at the station as he escapes. She doesn't go with him. <laughs> I feel like you are really annoyed. I feel like I was hearing you grit your teeth as you were, you were speaking through that for a minute. <laughs> Can you explain to me her reasoning there? <clears throat> no. I, not, maybe, maybe she's staying here to, to make an excuse to say, well, the transport came or some, some crap like that versus you know making it obvious that he's stuck oh, out, he's yeah. gone. I don't know. Uh, I don't think she had any reason to believe he was dangerous so the whole turning your back on him eh like you just you're, you're really just supposed to be holding him here until a transport comes to take him away so that one everyone didn't bother just, me too everyone much everyone just left the station zach yeah i know i know though they are standing outside he could be bad he, he could be crazy anyways whatever he just could. lack of common sense he could she, she's Where, been where's trev though. where's trev going from here Trev is obviously going to the crop circle to investigate. Yeah. And I, I, here, here's what I think is going to happen. I think Rosie will end up investigating with him. Yes, but I, agree. I don't like, obviously not in this episode because she stayed behind. Whatever. He gets away. Oh no, he got away. They're going to meet up at the crop circle. Like, like they, they have uh, the same interest in finding these people. Uh, I have no idea where his story is going from here. I don't. His or hers? His. I have no idea where his story's going. Uh, I think the only, I think what could tie his story into a larger role is these ships that have just crashed to the earth. Um, I think that could spur him into some sort of Navy SEAL action. But as of right now, I don't know what that little notebook and the information he has, how that's going to help at all. I, but that's the beauty of the show, right? It is. I Look, I think this season we're probably just going to see him playing detective. Like that, that's kind of what I feel. I don't, yeah. I don't think we're going to see Trev thrown and thrust into the, the action and, you know, I think on the Trev battlefield. Goes like on to it. I, I disagree. I think Trev will be on the battlefield again in this season. I think he'll be fighting and for I, his life. I just don't, I, I don't mean like sent over to, to Europe. I think he's in a board an alien ship in this season. That's a, that, that is, that is a bet. Um, that is a true bet right there. And I, I will say he will not be boarding an alien ship. <laughs> so that's bet number two. Damn. Uh, can I parlay that with, can, since it's a, that's an extreme bet, can I say that Mitsuki will be boarding an alien ship this season as well? Like either Trev or her will be boarding an alien ship. Will you take that bet, Zachary Newton? That's a rough one because that one I could actually see because she really has a connection to, to these aliens and these things going on. And the other thing with with throwing Mitsuki into that mix is the whole bit that we got at the end of season one, um, I believe it was the end of season one, uh, where we, we, we saw Casper kind of like walking through this I don't know, mental world or whatever you want to call it, and runs into Hinata's father. All right. So you have that's, to, that's a you tough ha one. 
I don't know what the deadline is for you to make up your mind on what I am willing to take that bet. But you have to make up your mind um prior to the recording of next episode and prior to watching the next episode uh of what occurs here. So we have two we have that's potentially two bets we have for this. It's potentially. I'll I'll give you an answer on that by the by the end of this episode, which is coming up very quickly. Okay. All right. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. All right, let's round it out. Sarah, who was left in the SUV as her mother goes to try to save Luke for the millionth time. Uh, she's left clutching the weapon of the aliens uh, that Anisha leaves with her. And when she returns back after the aliens turned out to not be a threat because the attack was occurring at the exact same time as the technical nukes, um, she comes back to the car and Sarah is gone. I don't think aliens took Sarah. Me neither. It's probably people who wanted that weapon in the bag. But why would they take the little girl? Leverage? Maybe they didn't find it. I don't know. What if she wasn't taken at all? And she ran away for some order for whatever reason. Uh, look, man, if Anisha's kids have run away again, this like this is this is just gonna be ridiculous, man. She 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 loses Luke in this episode. She runs after Luke. She comes back, then she loses Sarah. And if we find out it's because Sarah ran away in this season, like Luke ran away in the last season, I just that's gonna piss know. me off. <laughs> I I just don't know in what scenario that Sarah would think it's a smart idea to run away. No, she seems she seems to be. I don't I don't know if I want to say more intelligent than Luke, but less then stupid again, in some situations. Yeah. Um, then again, I have thought. <laughs> The exact same thing when Luke has made the decisions he has made. Yeah. There's a listener out there. Uh, she said <laughs> when she was watching season one, she mentioned that if she was Anisha, she, she was screaming for Anisha to just abandon her family when she was in the back <laughs> of the ambulance. <laughs> she needed to just start new because her kids were driving her insane. Oh, my god! So, anyways, I found that hilarious. All right. Uh so we end this episode. Anisha has lost a kid. Okay. Um, Clark Kent seems to be somewhat hobbled from the alien attack. The motherships across the, I'm uh, not the motherships, but the ships across the earth that are bringing the reinforcements of the, of the spider aliens mm -hmm. are crashing into various places across the planet. We have no update from Jamila and Casper at the moment. Trev has been let go from his holding cell and seems probably going to rendezvous with Jim Bell Tyson, hopefully, at some point, mm -hmm. if he's not dead. Um, we get a new character introduction in Rosie, and Mitsuki has, once again, another seemingly successful attack on the aliens. Kapoor gets more leverage on the WDC, and that's it. Yeah, for the most part. I also think we saw Mitsuki get a little, like, loving arm grab. Uh, from that oh, gal. Oh, yeah, from Maya. Yeah. Maya. Yeah, definitely yeah. Some, some vibes there. Maybe she'll, she will be moving on from Hinata at some point, which maybe maybe Hinata is dead. I'm still hoping we get some scene or some shot of, uh, I think it's John Bell Tyson waking up in the middle of a spaceship in outer space or something. <laughs> Just like, where am I? <laughs> this is not the cornfield. Uh, I think that would be funny. But yeah, the, uh, overall, I think it was a great episode. The, I, I hope moving forward in this season, Anisha stops losing her children and screaming for them because it, it's, it's kind of annoying my ears. But 
Yes, 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 I agree, I agree. Um, It is what it is. (laughs) I actually laughed on screen when she left Sarah in the car. I said, oh my God, don't leave this little girl. For that, take her with you. What is, I I mean, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now, I will Um, say, I will say, she could have been abducted by an alien because other people have disappeared without just being killed from what we've seen. I don't think that's that's the case. But it's it could possible. be the case. It could be. Maybe we finally get like a more complex alien, these little spider monkeys. You know? Yeah. Let's give us some spider monkeys. That's not intimidating or anything. Um, yeah. Anywho, let's get into the questions here. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Favorite character of the episode. I, I kind of think that we're going to be aligned on this one, but maybe you'll surprise me. Mm, it's gotta be mitsuki yeah that's right it's gotta be mitsuki she she has grown to be my favorite she surpassed trevante oh i'm sorry almost my favorite she she's she's above trevante i think she's my she might be my favorite character in in the show Mm -hmm. with casper she's my favorite adult um casper's my favorite anything other than an adult yeah she continues i know we did a preseason which character would you prefer to be the most? You said Trev. I think I said, who did I say? I think did I say Mitsuki? I think you you've been on Mitsuki since day one, since we did this in the last season. Yeah, I think I also said Casper as an option. Uh, Casper, and I said there's no way I would want to be Casper. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the lowest on my list, man. Down in a rock quarry, just falling out of a out of the sky with a bus, all that. Yeah, I, nah. I wouldn't want to be Anisha to be honest, but that's just me. Yeah, um, I mean, at this point, at this point, I would say I'd take, I would take Casper over Anisha because Casper's just chilling in the bed. True, true. Yeah. All right. Next favorite scene: the shooting down of the ships. Okay. I, I'm going to go with uh, Mitsuki discovering that this signal was controlling the ship's cloaking abilities. Oh, yeah. I did enjoy that as well. Yeah. But yeah. I would say that's an even tie there. Favorite line? Man, I don't think this show is the type of show with the lines. It's not. It's not. But I, I, the one that I did like was from Rosie. It was, it was when she was talking to Trevante. I says, I'll even throw in a cup of coffee and a muffin if you hush up. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm not, I don't even, if if a line doesn't stick out to me, I don't write it down. That's the, the, episode, that's so. the, that's the only one that I wrote down. I, I didn't think anything else stood out to me. But let's, let's do a ranking of everything that we know now. Whose shoes would you be in? You've got Anisha, Trevante. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how, how Trevante, other than a divine act of God, Trevante is going to get a sign of what to do in Oklahoma. So I don't want to be Trev. Although he seems to be pretty safe where he's at. Um, dude, I think he... I'd prefer to be Mitsuki, man. Yeah. I, I, I'm I going to agree with you this time around. I'd, I'd rather be Mitsuki, then I'd rather be Trev. And then Actually, Anisha. I, prefer, I, I want to be Kapoor. Okay. He wasn't an option. <laughs> he well. He is a part of Mitsuki's story. Come on, yeah. you got to stick with Kapoor. the core characters here. I'll be Kapoor. The ones who have plot armor and won't die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. Um, I'm going either Monty or or uh, or Mitsuki. Okay, all right. <laughs> you know, but if I'm Monty, 
he's he's got to make the move for Jamila. I think there's got to be a Monty Jamila Casper love triangle situation going on. I could see that. I could. Well, let's let's round this out with the bet real quick. Yeah. I I had one clarifying question and then I will put my my thought on the line. When we say we'll Trevor Mitsuki board an alien ship. Can you can you, can you be a little more specific no, with I what cannot. you see in mind? Because I because clarify. Because, I cannot clarify. Okay, all right. Then Mitsuki's already on an alien ship. No, that <laughs> does not. This alien ship does not count. It's a different one. It's a different. One. I'll bet against it. I'll, I'll I'll bet against it. So we have two bets from this episode. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. 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 I like it. <laughs> yeah, because you think that's going to even us out. Well, you have the stronger bet on the first one. I have. <laughs> Do you think? You think I have this? Everything we've ever seen, everything we know to be true <laughs> is that this group is going to be a bad cult group. And you think I have the stronger bet? That makes me nervous. <laughs> I don't know, man. Clark, man. He's like a good guy. This could be I think you've baited could... me this entire episode. Things could be different this time, man. Things could be different. You have this time. baited me this whole episode, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, let's round this out. All right. With the outro. Let's do it. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Invasion by Story Archives. You can find this podcast finally more places than you could before, uh, at least the past few weeks, on Spotify, yep. Apple Podcasts, and most other podcast providers. You cannot visit us on YouTube yet, but hopefully we get that resolved soon. You can visit us on our website at soapbox.house. Email us at contact at soapbox.house. And we do have two links in the description below. Want to sign up for our quarterly newsletter, which we will be providing an update to on this once we have a little bit more information and another to fill out a survey that we have out there as we collect some information in an effort to build a network.